Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Sports Day SA. David Wildey and Malcolm Blight for Toolkit Depot. Tools, equipment, safety gear. Uh, the Toolkit Depot Trading Nights, Wednesday, August 23. Head to toolkitdepot.com.au for more details. Bloody, our next guest, well, he's not only a footballer, but he's a reality star. Yes, and the is. Channel 9 show, um, I think it's called The Summit, mm. uh, a massive mountain they had to climb. I don't know, they had to go about 200 caves to get up the top of this mountain. In the, and uh, Alex Silvani was one of the stars, made it to the last four or five, and then he got backstabbed. He got stabbed, don't remember. Alex, how are you? <laughs> G'day guys, going well. Reality stars probably a bit of a stretch, but uh, yes, I was on a reality show. Uh, going well, going well. well uh, Life is still in the back, well and truly. It, in the back. it was very popular, Alex, and you presented well. You credit to your family, but that's how those things go. You had a chance to to go for a million dollars. You got to the last uh, few, but at least your mate Isaac he ended up taking the, most of the cash home. He did. That was a really good result in the end. Um, really good really good guy, um, but really good experience for everyone, I think. Just just quickly, before we talk footy, how tough was that? How cold was it? How gruelling was it? You're coming from an elite uh, sporting background. Some of them didn't, and a few of the stragglers got left behind. But where do you rate that in some of the tasks you had to do as far as uh, difficulty? Oh, I don't know. I was asked that question. I played on Buddy Franklin quite a few times. That was SCG with the packed house in the final against Buddy was uh, quite challenging. But this was it was just a different challenge. Though I think the hardest part was uh, the gameplay and the strategy, and um, there's all these sort of conversations going on around the place that you're not privy to. And it's okay. What's the next step? What's the next step? What's the next step? Correlations between that and footy, but. This, it was, okay, who do I trust here? I can trust my teammates when I'm playing, but on this yeah. mountain, I don't think I can trust anyone. So um, in terms of the physical component, uh, climbing ropes, there was some, I mean, if you're scared of heights, not a great one, but uh, climbing ropes, there was a lake, uh, which was absolutely freezing. Uh, the helicopter chase, um, yeah, the hikes themselves were quite challenging, but... Um, yeah, it was, it was, you know, we had some good people around and it was um, a really awesome experience to go through it with them and achieve what we achieved, so it's good. Yeah, uh, Alex, uh, I heard David talk about it, the summit. Oh, mate, <laughs> I, I have a kryptonite. I have a kryptonite and it's called Heights. Yeah. I, I watched it for about there. three seconds and I thought, oh, look at him up there, no. <laughs> so, Alex, congratulations, oh. whatever you did. I didn't see a second of it because I hate heights. <laughs> now, <laughs> back to footy, back to footy. Yep. I want to ask you yep. a question first. We had a discussion yesterday mm. about the Brownlow mm. medal, also the Coleman medal. So we've got... You know, the midfielder's medal, as we all call it now, probably. And we've got this... I mean, you played a lot of defence, as you mentioned, on Buddy. I've come up with a suggestion today that David and I talked about earlier. The the only player to win a Brownlow medal in 1955 at full-back was Fred Goldsmith. I did meet him. Uh, he played for South Melbourne. And I, I just, I've got this feeling the Goldsmith medal of all the people... There were four others that played centre-half-back. And, you know, you're a terrific defender yourself. 
But I've just got this feeling we should name it after someone like the other ones, but acknowledge acknowledge mm. the best defender for the year. How, how does that grab I, you? I love that. I love that. I absolutely love that. It's not often you, it's more about kicks up the backside from, from that end. So to get the acknowledgement was, uh, would be really, really, really good. So I think it's a great idea and I'm all for it. Oh, yeah. Good on you, mate. Now, you've you play for Frio and you've also played for Carlton. I'll ask you yep. some questions. Now, yep. Fremantle's sure. season's been interesting. Justin Longmuir, yep. just going back, he's, he's won 10 wins, 10 wins, 15 and a half wins last year to finish six. Now he's on nine yep. wins. And I know there's been a bit of noise in your part of the world, and that is WA, about Justin Longmuir. Yep. I've seen this happen so many times. You start off down the bottom and then all of a sudden you get on this little rise, you go up, and then for one year, for some unknown reason, you just have this little back off and then you go again. Which page are you on yeah. with Justin Longmuir right now? Uh, it is a difficult one and there has been a lot of noise. Obviously, you've got West Coast over here at the moment. And that's overshadowed a lot of the conversation mm. around Frio. But um, as a as an ex-Frio you know, footballer and I still, you know, best mates with Dave Mundy and Luke McFarlane and Ten Nomazunga, these sort of guys. Um, they're around the club a bit. So um, they've got a really good coach in Justin Longmuir, but um, I think by round six next year, we'll have a really good indication of where he's going to take the group. Um, if they're not performing, I think that potentially is it. But um, I know they respond well. We've seen glimpses, really poor starts. Um they gained some momentum, really poor again. But they, you know, the win last week was fantastic. I'll be at West Coast. They've they put it up against some really good sides, sides, and you've seen some positivity with certain players, young players. So, um, yeah, it's a really difficult one to judge, as you guys would know. It's it changes every week, and then you know the momentum builds, and it's action built confidence. Once there's you know confidence in the in the players, then they'll carry it through. Similar to Carlton, what Carlton are doing at the moment. It's really interesting to see. Can be a difficult task going and, and playing the the Purple Army over there. Um, well, it doesn't matter where you're on the table. And Frio have beaten Geelong, had mm. a massive win against. Yeah, you're right. Probably Witches Hats last week, but it won't be easy for Port, will it, to come over? Port had a good win over the Giants last week, but it's never easy if uh, Fremantle show a little bit of form. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, that stadium itself and the supporters, they're passionate people, nice and loud. Um, the danger with certain other sides where there's a lot of pressure in finals, I think, is where they're competing in sides that are outside of the eight and not a chance. Um, they're playing unrestricted, you know, Frio and those sort of teams. They've got nothing to lose. Um, whilst, you know, there's, there is um, some noise around their performance. So they're not, the shackles are almost released. So um, there's freedom with football. And I think we've seen that their footy. We saw that last week against West Coast. Um, we saw some young kids pop up, like Lockie Schultz, fantastic, Jai Miss, um, Sturt, yeah. these sort of guys. Um, you know, they're playing with freedom. Early in the year, it was really stagnant, that back half play where it was chip around, chip around, um, and they were just getting, teams were just getting turnovers really easy. It's a bit more free-flowing now, and I think you've seen that quite a bit. And that um, that mixed in with the uh, really, really passionate Fremantle crowd, it's a, it's a really tough place to play. I was going to ask you about one giant miss. Every time I've seen him, mm. he does something to me that just turns me on. I mean, he can take a mark, he mm. can oh, kick a goal, kid. yeah. And and he's just got yeah. he's got some recovery in him. Do you, do you like him? And do you think can he can be a another preseason? He could be a really big improver. 
question you coach a lot, a lot of your you were coached in your career by Ross Lyon first of all yep. I mean obviously had pretty good results that uh, nearly nearly got the golden gong but have you been surprised with St Kilda I mean he's made him he's actually looks as though he's improved them from what they've been for the last few years do, do you follow yeah. him obviously as, as a former coach I, I do a little bit of uh, I was you know the, uh, I've got to be careful what I say here but uh Hopefully Ross is not listening. Um, really, he is, from a strategic point of view, absolutely phenomenal. The best coach I've ever had. Um, gets the game, understands it. Um, he's really demanding, and that's high performance. That's what you expect, which is really good, um, with certain players. So when I came through, it was Nat Fife, Matty Pavlich, Dave Mundy, McFarlane, these sort of guys, the older heads, which understood and could take that sort of feedback, I suppose. Um, and had that discipline. Where my my thoughts on Ross was okay. He's going to a youngish side and a, a side that hasn't experienced that. I'd like to see how they respond. But they've responded really, really well. Like I said, that that uh, technical aspect of the game. Um, he gets players playing to their best essentially, and I think he's done that with St Kilda. They've been you know they've been up and down a little bit, but more surprising I think for a lot of people where they're at um, than anything to be honest. Alex Silvani, our guest, uh, you mentioned Nat Fife. I've been lucky enough to see him two or three times a year for the last you know, 10, 12 years with commentating, but he averages one Brownlow vote per game up until the last couple of years. You've seen him at his best. I mean, just tell us a bit about Fife. Uh, he's arguably one of the, you know, the, one of the real greats. He, he is, and it's, I mean, there's, again... Um, you see a lot of him. He's, uh, I feel like over here that we've had a lot of you know great players over here, but they haven't got as much attention or media over in Melbourne. And I'm not saying that Fife he hasn't, but um, since he walked through the door, so I was taken in the same year, rookie draft, um, ball in hand to meetings to everything, and he's so pragmatic, really intellectual as well, um, and really. Uh, sinks everything into footy. He has a good balance with, you know, outside of that. Um, he's really well balanced. Like I said, really intelligent. So um, his planning, preparation, really methodical. Um, he's, you know, he's a superstar and it's it's not on the back of just pure talent. He's really done the work. Um, he's had some good people around him as well, but um, exceptional character, great leader as well, which has been really good for those young kids. So, Hopefully he gets back soon and, uh, yeah, can make, make a real impact with that young group. Alex, your part mentioned the Eagles uh, earlier in the interview. And I, one of the things that's fascinating, just watching, you know, from Adelaide as we are here, and even just as a general football follower, the Adam Simpson story and, and where this is going to end up <laughs> after Frio beat them by 100-odd points last week and they've had some horrible hidings and... It looks to me they've got a few of their players back. You know, we know Nick Natanui has just announced his retirement. So 
with your eyes, where do you where do you see the Eagles going? I'm talking probably in the next twelve months, let alone two years. Oh, that's a really interesting one. I, I did see quite a bit of the game on the weekend, and um, again, young young kids was you know the first thing that came to my mind. It was like, oh, who's this fellow? Who's this fellow? Who's this fellow? Um, young kid, kids, inexperienced. It's really a test for Adam Simpson to see how quickly he can get them up to speed. And like you said, you, they lose a lot of um, talent and experience. The older guys, maturity. Um, recently, Shuey, um, you've Hearn. You've got quite a few injuries to those experienced guys. Um, McGovern. Um, so you can get the right those guys, the older guys with experience back um, through injury, get them going. The older bodies, it's a bit harder to get them through, but you need them back and then you need the young kids to really um, step up. It's great now because they've had the experience and they've been exposed to it. Um, you can't walk down, as Ross used to say, you can't walk down the street and buy that experience. You need to, you need to get it through games and um, that's what they've been able to do. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a, a serious challenge for, for Simpson and um, he obviously needs to block out all the other noise and uh, if he's got the backing from the, the admin side of things and his coaches and his players, then um, there's no reason why he can't get back um, on the winner's list. Who's your early tip for the flag? Oh, oh. <laughs> great question. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, Collingwood have looked all right. Yeah. They've looked, I mean, not all right. They've looked fantastic. Um, there's chinks there. Brisbane have been pretty good. Port Adelaide as well. I, I just don't know. I couldn't tell you. I'm going to say Collingwood with Carlton as a smoky. I'm going to go with Carlton yeah. as a smoky, just streaming home. Yeah. Just, just one more summit question. I know editing happens yep. in these shows, and people can look good and they can look bad. And you had a Winter Olympian in there, Jackie Cooper, who's an absolute superstar on the ice, but came. I don't know whether they headed her badly, but. I just wanted to throw off the mountain. Oh, um, you can't do that. What was she like? Yeah, oh, no, no. She's actually a really, really good person. It was, uh, yeah, it didn't come across that well. And, um, oh, okay. The first to admit that. But, yeah, really good person. She's achieved so much. But irrespective of that, um, she's a, yeah, a really good, really good person. Um, wholesome family, um, a couple of young kids, husbands, um, really generous, generous with time. Um, yeah. And well, I feel better now. She, she did, yeah, she did have a bad year. So um, I'm generally, you know, I, I, I would be honest and go, look, it's yeah, not my not my person, but she's, you know, one of those yeah. people that just a really a really good person and um, didn't come across that well on there. So I think yeah. she had a time again. She may have uh, said some different things. So well, you yeah. did. Thanks for the chat, yeah. Alex. Really appreciate it. No worries. All good. Can I give a shout out? I've said to my mates. I'll give you his son an under-12 shout-out. They're uh, playing Hectorville Footy Club over in uh, SA. They've got a prelim final this Sunday. So oh, beautiful. Good luck to those guys, little Max. What's, what's his Christian uh, name, mate? What, what's his boy's uh, Christian it, name? Yeah, it's Max Rosetta. Max, go, Max. Go, Hectorville. <laughs> good on you. Yep. Thanks, Alex. Beautiful. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.